Hello, thank you for joining us today for the Harvest Time Church weekly podcast. As you listen today, we pray that you are richly blessed and that the message would guide you deeper into your walk with Jesus and help you to advance his kingdom here on earth. Have a blessed day. Uh, Happy Mother's Day, everyone. Um, I, my mama was in the first service, and I got to honor her this morning, um, and I was pleased to do so uh, because, truthfully, she is the best mom, uh, in my opinion, uh, that I could. Honestly, she's not the best mom I could have. I want to say that. That's true for you. She's the best mom I could have. That's true for you. But she's the best mom, hands down, period. <laughs> and that's what I have to say about that. And so I shared some more things and embarrassed her a little bit in the first service, which was not my intention, but she's just so amazing. And so she didn't like me saying it all in front of everybody, but I did anyways. Uh, But all that to say, uh, what I told everyone in the first service was that the good news for you and even for myself is that my opinion on who the best mom is really doesn't matter. What matters for you is God's opinion of you. And God has a very, very high opinion of each of you moms in here this morning. Today's message is not just for moms. The word is for everyone. But Pastor Noe did want me uh, to have a message that encouraged the moms who are just in the throes of it right now, raising children in their homes today. And so while my words will lend themselves to you, um, I encourage all of you to do the work of applying the word to your life. Um, And when y'all walk out of here this morning, we pray that you guys will walk out knowing that you've got this. Uh, Now for me, one of the biggest struggles to change in any area that I struggle is my mindset on a thing. That's the first thing that has to change in any area, Um, especially for me when it comes to mothering. I haven't always had the mindset of, I've got this, um, because I didn't have it. (laughs) Uh, And that had to change in order for me to become successful in parenting. Uh, And truthfully, that was hard because my actions reinforced the thought process that I did have, the lie that I had told myself for so long that I struggled with, which was that I'm a bad mom. And that's what my actions in the privacy of my home reinforced. Uh, But what I learned was that while I may be a bad parent, God isn't. He's perfect. And so even when my actions did reinforce that I was indeed being a bad mom and that I didn't have this, I could lead my children to God because he's not bad, he's good. And he has most definitely got this parenting thing down. The thing I also knew but hadn't applied to my life was that if God had it, then I could have it. I could become a mom who could say, I've got this. And today I want you guys to walk away um, convinced that you can say that too. And for some of you men or young ladies who don't have children yet or um, elderly ones that are already, your kids are already out of the house, I will just say, you can apply this to your life. I'm going to preach the word today and everything that's said can be applied to your own life. So we're gonna open our word today to the book of Ephesians. And we've got all of these scriptures up on the screen. Um, I'm gonna be reading from the CSB if that's unfamiliar to any of you guys. That's what my study Bible's in. So uh, that's the scriptures that um, I'm using this morning. The first couple chapters in Ephesians are very well known for speaking to our identity in Christ. What does God say about who you are and what he has provided for you? Well, there is a whole lot. So we're going to start in chapter one, verse three. The scripture says, blessed is the God and father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with 
every spiritual blessing in the heavens in Christ. In this book to the Christ followers in Ephesus, Paul starts out by emphasizing that God has given us every spiritual blessing in the heavens. So there are spiritual blessings in a spiritual realm. We live over here in a physical realm. This is the place where you can measure height, width, depth, weight, cost of something. God resides in a spiritual realm where there is love, forgiveness, kindness. This is where these things exist and they affect our physical realm. And God wants us to have every spiritual blessing that exists in that realm. Paul is gonna go on and lay out some of what these blessings are and they're in these next verses. The first spiritual blessing Paul points out is that God chose us. Verse four says, for he chose us in him before the foundation of the world to be holy and blameless in love before him. You were chosen ahead of time, like way ahead of time and literally ahead of time is what that scripture says, from the creation of the world. The Passion Translation, I was really blown away uh, by the way it translated the scripture. It says, and in love, he chose us before he laid the foundation of the universe. Because of his great love, he ordained us so that we would be seen as holy in his eyes with an unstained innocence. Now that to me was a little crazy. Uh, Unstained innocence is how he saw us before. Like, how, how does that happen? He knows we're guilty. He knows we're stained. He knew we were born into sin. But you guys know how it was whenever you met like the one that you love. They were perfect. Even if they weren't perfect before you fell in love with them, they automatically became perfect for that little while after you fell in love with them. There's no inconsistencies, um, no flaws. You are completely blinded by love. And maybe some of you have teenage kids right now who are looking at their boyfriends or girlfriends that way and you just wanna like roll your eyes as hard as you can in the back of your heads. Uh, But that is part of the, um, that is encompassed in the Father God's love that he has for us. His love for us is that goo goo gaga smitten kind of love. And we see that proven true in this scripture. Do you think that God doesn't know that we're stained and guilty? Of course he knows better. But holy, unstained, and innocent is how he chooses to look at us. And how is it possible for him to even do that? Well, the answer is in verse five. So we're gonna go there next. He predestined us to be adopted as sons through Jesus Christ for himself, according to the pleasure of his good will. It was God's pleasure and will to make you part of the family. And he made plans for how he would adopt you into it. And that plan was through Jesus Christ. So he had this plan. Being part of his family and receiving every spiritual blessing in the spiritual realm was made possible for God to do because of what Jesus did. Through Jesus, we are able to be born again so our spirits live forever in the spiritual realm. Now being born again doesn't mean physically being born again, right? It's 
It's having a second birth, not of the flesh, not where we're born of our mothers here on earth. Remember, Nicodemus even asked Jesus, am I supposed to crawl up into my mother's womb? Of course not. That's not what Jesus was talking about. We have a second birth when our spirits in the spiritual realm come alive in Christ. We believe in the sacrifice of Jesus dying on the cross, taking the punishment of our sin upon himself and that his physical death and resurrection was the first of many for those who would believe. That's, I think, the most of us in here. And now, even if we die in the body, there's something more for us because our spirit is alive in Christ. And so Paul says that we get these gifts because we are in Christ. And I say, I think that's true for the most of us in here today because I can't judge your heart and I don't know your heart. And what I want you to know today is that if you have not already believed those things that I just now said of how we get all these spiritual blessings, you can do that today. If you've not believed in the good news of Jesus Christ, the Bible says you can believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and you will be saved. So you can say, you know what? I do believe that. And then at the end of the service, you can come up to one of our prayer teams or you can look at your mama beside you. I'll tell you that'll make her happy. Or you can look at your neighbor. You can talk to your friend and you can say, you know what? I believed that. And whenever you confess it with your mouth, the Bible says you are saved. God made it so simple for us. Okay. He made it so simple. Praise God. Now we're going to go on to verse six, but I'm going to read verse five again, because that's one whole sentence. And I feel like you can't really make sense of it if, <laughs> if I cut it too. So y'all like my new shoes? Did y'all see me just almost fall over? Yep. That was me. I'm going to hold on. I'm going to hold on here. He predestined us to be adopted as sons through Jesus Christ for himself, according to the pleasure of his will, to the praise of his glorious grace that he lavished on us in the beloved one. Why did he sacrifice his son, Jesus, to, ad to be able to adopt us into his own family? Was it just because it would please him and it was his will? No, he adds in verse six that it is to his glory. It brings God glory to see us for who we can and will be and to actually even make a way for us to become who he sees us as. We are purely recipients of his goodness and grace. And even in just accepting our role as the recipients, he gets glory because his goodness and grace are the character that are shining through in our story. So in verses seven through 10, I'm gonna read that here. It's a bigger chunk for you guys. In him, we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses according to the riches of his grace that he richly poured out on us with all wisdom and understanding. He made known to us the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure that he purposed in Christ as a plan for the right time to bring everything together in Christ, both things in heaven and things on earth in him. So verse seven tells us you are redeemed. You are forgiven of wrongdoing. The passion translation says that you have received a cancellation of your sin. Verse eight tells us that he has made available to us wisdom and understanding. Wisdom and understanding are knowing what God thinks about a thing and being able to apply that to our lives. 
You are also in his inner circle. It says he made known to you the mystery of his will. This was a mystery during all those Old Testament books, during all the time before Christ came. No one knew the mystery of his will, but it was to bring, and every time it talks about the mystery, it explains what the mystery is because he brought you in. He's bringing you into his inner circle. He's letting you know what his plan was. And it was always to not only have the chosen Jews as part of his family, but also have the Gentiles, which are everybody who's not Jew. So that's all of us. So from the beginning of time, the mystery of his will, we now see revealed was that we could all be in the family of God. And then finally, you are reconciled. And this is not just to God, it's to God and to others. Cause Paul said that this is for both things in heaven and for things on earth. So we can be reconciled to God and enjoy all these spiritual blessings and we can be reconciled to one another. And if both parties are willing, we can recover what has been lost through an offense or a sin. This is made possible through Jesus Christ. He should get a praise for that y'all, go ahead. All right. In verse 11, and this is my, this is the part I'm most excited about. Verse 11 says, in him, we have also received an inheritance because we were predestined according to the plan of the one who works out everything in agreement with the purpose of his will. You have an inheritance. I have an inheritance. And we're gonna skip the next couple of verses because it like drags out the answer of what that inheritance is. We're gonna go to verse 14. And it says that the Holy Spirit is the down payment of our inheritance. The the Holy Spirit is a deposit on your inheritance. You see all the things that we now get, you know how we pray here on earth as it is in heaven? That's made possible because God gave us an inheritance, which is gonna be all this greatness in heaven. But God then said, I am going to make this available for you on earth by the power of the Holy Spirit. He's a deposit, he's a down payment, he's the pledge of what is to come, amen? And so his comfort, his, what else? I just wrote down a couple of them. His, that, that he advocates and fights on our behalf against those spiritual principalities that do have power here in the earth because people have given it to them. He fights on our behalf against them. We have all the fruits of the spirit. We have all the gifts of the Holy Spirit. A pledge is something that's given and promised that more is to come, okay? More of the same is to come. And I'm gonna share the TPT translation with you one more time because it's so good. It says the Holy Spirit is an engagement ring, the first installment of what's coming. Isn't that so cool? Because when you're engaged, you know, Woo, it's coming. This is just my promise, right? It's your engagement ring. So, so this is really great news, but I haven't actually said anything to the moms yet and I'm aware. So, uh, so how are you supposed to take all of this and walk away moms with the mindset that you've got this? God has revealed himself through all the scriptures, not just these specific ones. And when we know who he is, we find out who we are and we find out how he sees us and not only how he sees you, but also as he sees the children that he has given you. Because indeed, you don't actually want them to stay your little itty bitty kids forever. I know some of y'all do, some of y'all wanna hold on and be like, no, don't go. But 
But they're arrows in our quiver. They're meant to be sent out. They have a purpose. They've been called. Don't you want them to have the same inheritance that you have in Christ Jesus? Yes, you do. You don't have to answer that. I know you do. And so in order for that to happen, they have to also call on the name of the Lord, right? And they become your brothers and sisters in Christ. We wanna see them grow and mature. And so now we're gonna take what we've heard, what we've discovered just now in these few verses in Ephesians, and we're gonna apply it as if we are Father God, because saying I would be satisfied if I could parent like God is like the understatement of the century. I would be... I don't, I don't know how to have the right expression to say, I would be happy if I could parent like God. It feels like it needs a lot of yelling and screaming and shouting. That'd be really cool if that happened, but I'm not perfect. So I'm just gonna strive, right? We strive for the perfection that we will one day reach in heaven. Amen. The Holy Spirit's with me, so he can help me here on earth too. He's gonna help y'all too. All right, so we're gonna look at all these verses one more time with us in the role of Father God because he is our model. He's gonna show us how to parent, how to mother well, okay? And then our children as receiving all these blessings and not only from God, but also how can we give them, how can we give them from God to them? How can we be a vessel? How can we be a, um, a pass through for this to happen? So verse three talked about the blessings that we get from God. God is a parent who blesses us. So mom, bless your children. Speak words of life to them. Make a rule for yourself that you will not speak in any way that damages their minds or their emotions. Now, sometimes that can be hard because we got different things that set us off. And my thing that set me off was my kids yelling when they used to yell. And so I have this, or, no, not my kids yelling. I totally said that wrong. My kids' rooms, it made me yell. That was my, that was, <laughs> I yelled, I yelled. Um, Anyways, yes, I yelled. Uh, but let me pause for just a second. Sorry, I lost myself there. <laughs> but the Lord has me. He's got me. Um, you guys know we have like, I have this life hack because there's like rules. And so I'm, gonna, I'm just going to tell you about it now. There's these like rules that you can have in life. Like, I mean, most people have like rules. You know, they're not like laws. They're like the rules. Like the laws, like what the speed limit is and your personal rule is like, I'll only go five miles per hour over the speed limit. You know, it's like your rule. And so anyways, there's other things. Like I think there's other really common ones which are like, so there's like, like, you know, generally, like, you're not going to drink a beer if you're pregnant. And generally speaking, like, I, I would not, if I did smoke, I would choose not to smoke around my little babies, my young children, right? It's something that we generally, in culture, we do those things. And so I take that where it's like, hey, here's my, here, here's these rules for life. They're not laws, but rules. And, um, and I make rules for my own life. And so one of those things is I'm not going to care about my kid's room being messy. Now, that is a big problem. But because my like flip my switch and let me scream happens when I walk into, I realize it happens when I walk into my children's untidied rooms, I decided I cannot care if their rooms are messy. Now there might've been better ways to go about that, like better self-discipline, better discipline of my own children. I don't know, but it became my rule because I didn't want to yell. I didn't want to do things that were going to harm like their mind and their emotions. And that's what I was doing. My kids think I, my husband says that I still yell actually, but I'm like, they like had a block of all the traumatic feelings that I must've caused from before because I don't yell anything like what I used to. 
Uh, but anyway, so I want to bless my children. So I have this no yelling rule. The point of all that is to say, moms, if you're going to bless your children, you're going to need to figure out how to control your mouth, how to control your words. Bring those into the submission of the Holy Spirit. And if you need a life hack, make a rule or two for yourself, okay? Verse four, he chose us, okay? God chose us. And if he cared about us from the creation of the world and choosing us from before the foundations of the world were laid, was he unintentional about the children that he chose for Noe and I? No. Recognize that your child was chosen by God for you. He knew exactly what month for me and what day for Noe we could make a Samuel Tyler Cano and he wanted a Samuel Tyler Cano. And so that's what happened because that was his will and he chose Samuel Tyler Cano for us, okay? That is the same truth for each of your children. Recognize that God chose you for your child and also your child for you. He was also aware of decisions, good or bad, that people would make because he did give people free will. And so if you're in a home where you're not raising a child that's biologically yours, that you physically birthed, don't worry. He saw that coming too. And for this time, right now, that child is in your home and he has planned one another for y'all. So walk in that peace, knowing that God chose you and your child for one another, no matter what that looks like. And then also in that verse, you know, this was the one, this was in the other version where he talks about unstained and holy and unstained and innocent. We're going to look at our children for who they can and will become. See the potential in them and call it out. Now, I did really good with this with Samuel. Now, we kind of wonder if his personality may have bent towards having a natural confidence, but we aren't ever going to know because from the time he was a little baby, I was very intent on building a positive self-esteem in the child. I praised the boy for anything that he did. And uh, one day, actually, no, Noe Noe and his his grandpa were uh, out working on a car one day and they were under the carport and he just commented on his attitude because he was trying to throw a ball into a bucket. This was when he was really little. He was toddling around under there and he was trying to throw a ball into a bucket that was a distance off. And you would never know if he made it or not because he cheered himself in the same way every single time. Yay! Every time he threw that ball, it was a yay! But how did he know to do that as a toddler? It was because I did it. His success was not in getting the ball in the bucket. It was found in trying. And because I did that for him, he was able to do it for himself. See your children for who they can and will become and celebrate it ahead of time. And I meant to say this, I knew what he could do and what he eventually would do. So celebrate it ahead of time because your kids will accomplish those things. And you should be so goo goo gaga over them that they never Never feel the need to look outside their home for acceptance or encouragement or affirmation. Verse five, he predestined us to be adopted as sons through Jesus Christ. All that God wants for us, all the spiritual blessings he's made available for us are available through Jesus Christ. So point your kids to Jesus. That is your answer. That's the answer for everything. Point them to Jesus, okay? Jesus is how all things are possible. So when our children are having real struggles, real issues, negative emotions, uncertainties, doubts, fears, 
Lead them to Jesus. And don't answer their questions with things that you think or what you heard or something that you saw on Facebook or on TikTok. Being able to say, I've got this is pivotal on one thing. And that's knowing that you don't actually have it, but God does. And he's made it available to them as well through Jesus Christ. So when your child is mad that they can't forgive a sibling, tell them, You can't forgive your sister because hatred is bound up in your heart, but God can remove that. And when you have a child who says, I don't know why I was so mean to my friend and doesn't have an answer for it, tell them that they're mean because we're all born sinners and we're selfish and we want what we want, but God can transform their heart. It's not just about right acting. It's not just about right attitude. Point them to Jesus. God will change them. God will transform them. He'll do a work in them that you can never do, that your words and your advice will never do. God is the one who changes them, just like God is the one who changes us. Your children can experience God and they do that when they come here on Sunday mornings. I hope you guys do that when y'all come here on Sunday mornings, okay? But God can also change you at home, does he not? And God can also change your children at home through you. And it doesn't take a psychological or social, emotional, learned answer to point them to Christ. Trust the Holy Spirit in your conversations. He is going to lead you and guide you through it. And ask the, God, ask, ask the Lord, how can I connect what my child is seeing or hearing or feeling or experiencing with you, God? How do I connect them through this to you, Lord? And the scripture says that when you're acknowledging God, the Holy Spirit will teach you what to say. So be confident in leading them to the Lord. Verse six says that it was all to the praise of his glorious grace. So make sure that God gets the glory. The chief end of man is to glorify God and enjoy him forever. So teach your kids that everything they do should be for the glory of God, whether it's their achievements, their classroom behavior, their social interactions, ask them, are you bringing glory to God? This helps us mother well. For an older child, the answer to this question is probably going to lead to having a discussion with your child. For a younger child, it's going to help guide your discipline. The next few verses, verses seven through 10, um, They say we have redemption and forgiveness in verse seven. God forgave us. Be quick to forgive your child. Don't stay mad at them. Don't hold a grudge. Don't decide that you're gonna be angry and give them the silent treatment for the rest of the day. I'm not saying that you get them out of any natural consequences, but you don't abandon them in them either. We walk through them. Jesus walks with us through all of our hardships and trials and struggles. Do the same thing for your kids. Walk with them through their struggles. God showered wisdom and understanding on us. So teach your child. You are your child's first and most important teacher. And you can delegate a lot of that. And we do delegate a lot of that. We choose which school our children are gonna go to. We put them in different dance classes or sports or anything like that. So artistically, we're, we're delegating that. And you come to church and you delegate some of the spiritual input Uh, into their lives to us whenever we go to our children's services. And so that's fine. But ultimately know that the buck stops with you. Because get this, remember, if you wanted to change churches, you could change churches, right? If you want to change schools, 
you can change schools. You get to decide if you're gonna homeschool, public, private school. You get to decide all these things. The buck stops with you. So teach your children and recognize that primarily this is your responsibility. He also made and revealed his plan. So be in charge, but let your kids in on the plan. And I don't really wanna ruffle any feathers and hopefully I don't, but I think it's kind of a radical way of thinking now that you are in charge. But guess what? Do you expect that you're in charge of your life or is God in charge of your life? God's in charge of your life. We have this really humanistic way of thinking. Samuel, you can throw that chart up there. This is a humanistic way of thinking. Hopefully you guys can see it, that as our children age, that they would become less dependent on their parents and more dependent on themselves and have never thought that of wrong because I had a humanistic way of thinking. But, and Keep me in context here, okay? There, our kids need to learn how to go to the bathroom on their own, all right? So there's things that are right about that. <laughs> but let's go, on to the next, let's go on to the next slide. God's plan is not that they would learn to be independent, but that they would learn to be dependent on him. So eventually, as they're coming to you with questions about, what do you think about this dress, mom? Or what do you think of, I should do after I finish high school, mom or dad? You don't answer the question for them. You teach them to ask God, what do you think God thinks? Let's let's think through this. You teach them to be critical thinkers. You teach them to be dependent on the Lord, not on themselves. Their hearts will deceive them. Now, here's what's really good is that as they grow in the Lord and you start from a young age, moms who have little ones, when you're starting from a young age, you are starting to allow them because you have them because you have them under the influence of the Holy Spirit already and they're already being influenced by God in their lives, their, their heart's desires are already lining up with God's heart's desires for them, okay? And so what they want does line up with what God wants according to his will and according to his way. And so you can trust that, okay? So where am I? I'm on the next page and I didn't flip. Take your kids, Sam, you can go to the next slide. Take your kids' desires and dreams into consideration, okay? But you are in charge. And as you transfer that dependence, you're not transferring it to them. You're transferring it to God. Do y'all hear what I'm saying? Okay. Also, he united all things. So demonstrate the right way when things are hard. The right way is not just what we think is the right way or what the world says is the right way or what our friends say is the right way. The right way, right, is just a shorter way of saying righteous. It's the righteous way. It's God's way. And he tells us what that is in his word. Bringing everything together, reconciling when something's gone wrong isn't easy. So model for them and hold them accountable to living in God's way, demonstrating that the right thing isn't normally the easy thing. Verse 11 said that we received an inheritance from our father God. So now if we're gonna put ourselves in that place, I wanna encourage you to give your child an inheritance. One of the most common goals, one of the greatest goals that a mother has is that her kids will have better than what she has. That her children don't struggle in the same way that she does. And that's true whether you're thinking in a spiritual, emotional, mental, or a physical sense. This is true. Every mom knows her struggles and she prays to God that her children will not struggle with the same things. 
So guess what, mom? You have every little bit of control over the influence you leave to your children. And do you know how I know that? Because of your inheritance through Christ Jesus. He gave you the Holy Spirit. You have... You have the Holy Spirit who is willing and ready to take control of those struggles if you will let him. And you're gonna allow his power to be at work in every area of your life so that as you pass on your inheritance, those chains and strongholds are no longer a part of it. You guys can go ahead and stand. I'm still speaking to moms, but I wanna encourage you that if you're dad in here today and you're like, well, I wish that I could respond to that too, you can. If, if you're older and you've already raised your kids, I wanna tell y'all, there's this guy that I know who raised his daughter. Um, I've, I've only ever been acquainted with him, but I've, gotten, I've spent more time with him lately because of things our kids are involved in. And he was telling me one day about how, um, I'm sorry, I already had y'all stand, but just stay there. I won't be too long, I promise. Um, he was telling me about how he missed it. He, he went to a thing and he realized that he had missed it and his daughter was already grown and now she had kids of her own. And he decided, I don't have to miss it with them. I don't have to miss it with them. I'll, I'll step in, I'm gonna come and as much as she'll let me, I'm gonna be a part of their lives. I'm gonna be a positive influence. So don't just, just because you're not a mom in the throes of raising your kids, that doesn't mean this isn't for you. And for those of you who don't have kids in here, I want you to know that I've prayed for the children that will come forth from your womb today, okay? Like today, I have prayed for those children that will come forth and you're gonna take this and you're gonna go ahead and, and tear down strongholds and things that are in your life so that your children will never even see you struggle with that thing. And it will just be your testimony that God freed you of that before your child was ever even born. Moms, you have the power to break off generational curses and get free from the things that bind you so that they don't bind your children. Your kids don't have to deal with your depression, the feeling of never being able to get a financially ahead, your lack of spiritual discipline or your bad health. You will not pass on anxiety and chemical balances because God can take that control in you today. And I know that you say, but this is a physical thing, but guess what? We are new creations in Christ Jesus. And if that's what I believe, then I believe that he can make that new in you today. You will not pass on a spirit of poverty and being afraid that you're never gonna have enough because God will free you from that mentality as you commit to renew your mind with his scripture that proves that the opposite is true. It proves it. You will not pass on an immaturity in Christ because you are going to commit to God today that you will find a way to spend time in his word and presence daily, no matter the sacrifice, because it's worth it for your kids. Your children are gonna build upon the inheritance that you give them. And your grandchildren are gonna build upon that. And your great-grandchildren are gonna build upon that. So from generation to generation, your mothering matters. And because of what God has done for us and what he has given us through Jesus Christ, I can confidently tell you today that mom, you've got this. <laughs> Now, if you wanna receive that down payment, I'm gonna ask our prayer team to come forward. And I am, gonna, I am gonna close in prayer, but I want our prayer team to come forward. Because if there's anything that's pierced your heart today, well, I'm gonna close with a general prayer. 
If there's something that's pierced your heart today that was spoken or something that wasn't spoken, but the Lord pierced your heart anyways, and you're like, well, she didn't say that, so I don't have to go. But if the Lord spoke it to you, then he touched in your heart. You need to come and, and, and be in, uh, oh, Jesus, what's that word? Help me. Just confess it. You need to confess that and come into unity with someone else today on that prayer. Lord, I thank you so much for today. I thank you, Lord, for the deposit that you want us to receive from you. I thank you, Lord, for the deposit of your Holy Spirit that is in our lives and that is active and that is looking to minister to us. Lord, we seek you. We seek you this morning. Lord, I pray that if there's anyone under the sound of my voice today that would want to know you, Lord, that they would be bold to confess you today before others. Lord, to share that they believe in your sacrifice and the redemption of your sins, the cancellation of their sins so that they could have this spiritual life in Jesus Christ. And Lord, if there is any mom who has anything holding her back or any dad or grandpa or individual for that matter, Father God, that has anything holding them back from feeling like they've got this thing, they've got this thing called motherhood, this thing that's parenthood, this thing that's life. If there's anything that's holding them back, Lord, you can set them free today. And so I pray, Lord, that you will just move on their hearts to come into agreement with others, Father God, who believe your power so that they would be set free. And I bless every mom here in the name of Jesus. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you've been encouraged and empowered. If you'd like to know more about our family, follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash HTC Bay City or find us on the web at harvesttimebaycity.com.